G'day punters, welcome to the Sydney preview show. The meeting is at Rose Hill this Saturday. It's just a standard meeting, lots of benchmarks and all that sort of good stuff, but in a way that might actually make things a little bit more entertaining to do the form for. I'm joined as always by Mark Shan and Mark Roden. Mark Shan, I'll start with yourself. There's a little bit of rain forecast there on Saturday, but uh, it doesn't look too threatening at this early stage. Uh, yeah, I think um, we had the uh... What rain, I can't remember what night it was now, but um, we've had overcast the last couple of days, so I'm not sure that it'll dry out to be a, a really good track. We'll probably just have a bit the edge off the track uh, for the day and some showers predicted, I think, late on Saturday, so we might get some towards the end of the day. Okay, and Mark Roden, the rail in the four-metre position, bit of a north-easterly, I think it is, forecast, north-easterly. Are you expecting any particular pattern at this early stage doing the form? Uh, I'd prefer to be in the front half of the field and um, fence or running line. That, that would be my, my first cut of it, yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to preview the quaddy legs as previously. We'll start with race six, which is a benchmark 78 over 2,000 metres. There's been a few scratchings, 2, 11, 12, 14, and uh, the nines also come out now. So the market's still taking a bit of shape early. Uh, Mark Shan, staying race, or I guess the middle distance race to kick off the quaddy. Did you find anything in race six? Um, look, I think uh, even though accountability's won his last two, I still want to be on his back. Um, he overcame difficulties to get the protest there the other day, but I think with a clearer run, he would have won by a decent margin. Um, the win before on a wet track was quite good as well when he looked underdone. So he looks to be an improving stay of this horse. And even though he meets a uh, couple of horses very badly at the weights, uh, I still think he's got upside this horse and looks the one to beat. Gone by, obviously, will roll forward here. Probably significance. Uh, well, he's in Friday as well, so I'm not sure where he's going. But I think he's much better when he's allowed roll in front, which he couldn't do the other day. So Ula Sabre in the race as well. Looks to be decent speed. So I think accountability can just sit off them and be too strong at the finish. Okay, Mark Roden, is that how you saw it there to kick off the quaddy? Um, yes, I agree. I think accountability's come back really well. Uh, one uh, with the apprentice on when it wasn't really expected to, but then knocking off Stockton that day on the wet track. Then went right on with it, even though it had to, uh, went in, in the stewards' room. Um, I mean, it, it, all things being equal, he would have won, there's no doubt about that. And um, even after the in interference, I was really impressed with the way he picked himself up and attacked the line to uh, only just missing the. Um, in the uh, photo anyway so i've got him clearly on top um yeah the meeting's riven with dual acceptors again which seems to happen when we have the friday saturday so significance is uh, kind of making the market for him at the moment i hope he stays in this race um absolutely yeah <laughs> because the, the only one i could consider saving on is gone by um uh, even if significance does run in this and uh, gone by, can't um, dominate the race like he did at Canterbury last start. He's still going really well, and I think they're really the only two genuine hopes. Could make half a case for Vegas Duel with a good jockey change. Uh, rough hope to significance if it got complete control, but I really have uh, accountability on one tier, gone by on the next, and the rest trailing behind those. So, ideal world, the prices allow back accountability and save the stake on gone by. All right, very good. Watch your space there over the next couple of days so and see how the scratchings affect the race even more so. Uh, race seven on the card is a benchmark 88 over 1100 metres. Pandemic is the current market elect at $3.60 best available. Then you're out to Hulk at $5 and upwards the rest. Uh, Mark Shane, I didn't have too much speed in this race with Lagerfeld, or Lagerfeld the, the obvious leader and the rest of them probably just falling behind. 
Yeah, I think single bullet from barrier number one will probably kick up with uh, CJ Graham on. So I actually had it uh, leading. I think Moe's Crown will try and go forward as well with Lagerfield. Um, Royal Witness, I think, will have to hunt up as well. He's got a, a lot of speed when he jumps away. So I think they might run along here. Um, I'm with Hulk. Uh, never thought I'd be tipping him in a Saturday race, but he's got no weight on his back here. Um, he gets back to 1,100 metres, which is probably a better distance for him, actually. And luckily, beaten two starts ago when Mark bet right up on it. Um, there he is putting his hand up. <laughs> <laughs> and then got the chockies here the other day, ran an outstanding section. I just think the way he's racing at the moment with only 53 and a half on his back, um, the only downside would be that Tommy Berry's got a good association with him and, and uh, can't take the ride. But uh, McAvoy from an inside draw to get a suck run, uh, I just think uh, he maps nicely here and looks pretty hard to beat to me. Pandemic, well, it goes for an apprentice to James McDonald, but uh, he has a little bit of an enigma, this horse. He does need things to go his way. I think he looks short enough to me. The ones I'm sort of interested in first up is he Poetic Charmer. I think he's turned the corner, this horse. His two recent trials have been outstanding and and went out uh, on a good vein of form, except for one last failure on a wet track. And 11-11's been trialling outstandingly. But uh, barrier 13 with a big weight is a bit of an ask, in uh, my opinion. So I'd probably have to let him go first up. He's probably off to the magic means. But I'm with Hulk here, number 13. Yep, poetic charm, obviously, one first up last prep as well. Uh, Mark Roden, did you find anything that you liked in the early market there for race seven? Uh, not overly. I... <laughs> I've got Pandemic on top, but I'm closer to $5. Mm. I think it's that kind of race, and I have him narrowly in front of Hulk. So I'm, I don't have any huge value in those two. My third pick is Mo's Crown, who I think is <coughs> far too big a gap, if nothing else, between him and Pandemic. I know Pandemic was wired um, at Kembla and um, uh, has the good jockey change, but Mo's Crown was you know, pretty decisive winning that day. Um, and... Even though it's dropping back to 1100, I think it can get across from 10. I've got it marked about 650. So, you know, if you get 850, it's, it's probably a bet, but it's not, I'm not going to um, have my last on it or anything like that. Um, I thought those three were reasonably well clear of um, quite a few that might get back and run on. Um, Mark mentioned Poetic Charmer, certainly trialing well. A uh, bit of barrier and different jockey. I'm up make a case for True Detective, who I think uh, actually goes really well fresh, and 1100 will be suitable at this stage of his prep, but um, big map question mark, same with 1111. Broken Arrows might settle a bit closer um, from his gate this time. Could be a place chance, I, don't, I couldn't tip them to you. I see Express pa Passes in the market, and it's another one, I just don't see how it gets in from its gate. So I... Um, yeah, Pandemic Hulk, Mo's Crown in that order. Not much between them at all. And Mo's Crown, maybe the slight value at this uh, point. Interesting in that race, it's a switched one. Um, two starts back at Rose Hill for Hulk and Mo's Crown. Mo's Crown started 550 and Hulk started $14 on that occasion. Um, one for some people who like SP. Uh, race 8. 13.50 for the Phillies and Mares, the benchmark 78. And there's obviously a couple of emergencies here that are taking up a bit of market percentage as well. So it's quite inflated at this early stage. Mark Shan, try and pull it apart for me. Did you find anything in race eight? No, I got the pin out uh, for this race. Uh, <laughs> it said I spent a lot of time on it and I don't think I'm any the wiser. Um, I've come up with uh, 11 Selica. I'm not sure if that's the way to pronounce it. 
Haven't seen a lot of it. Looked up a couple of runs in Melbourne. Uh, I thought it trialled quite well at Gosford the other day, admittedly in a pretty average heat, but uh, I just thought with no weight and uh, a good draw, um, it might be the way to go, but a lot will depend on how it parades uh, before the race. Um, so Covered Spirit would have been the one that I would have landed on here, but uh, has come up with a bad barrier, so we'll start from the outside barrier 13 and probably get a long way back, so you'd have to just assess how the track's playing on the day, whether you can come from well back, but I think on old form, she certainly the, got the best form, but uh, 11 from 8 for me, but I am not having a bet. Yes, uh, the 11, again, another horse that won and in a pretty decent form race in Melbourne first up last prep, but it's obviously had the stable change, so it's difficult to read how much uh, into that. Uh, that's up for debate. Mark Roden, who did you have on top and what price? Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot's going to depend on what actually takes its place in this field. We've got, yep. I think it's 13 and 5 emergencies, so over a quarter of the horses we're dealing with aren't going to be there, <coughs> uh, which will change the map and other things. Oh, I came up with two without uh, great confidence, but uh, I think Turnstile going okay, probably still some upside, maybe. Should nap okay, assuming it gets a run, of course. Um, and, yeah, I thought that uh, Stolen Jade, um, in, uh, Intrepidatious Makura form one was pretty strong for this. Up to 1350, a little bit of an unknown quantity, um, but looks to nap all right, so maybe it. And I liked, um, I liked the run of uh, Sausage in the time-honoured Snake Galley Cup down at Gundagai last time. Um, and going back, I think it was November last year, at This I think it was 1400, not 1350, but it won really impressively here at Rose Hill in similar sort of company. I think it was... At, it, um, this is a mare's race, isn't it? Yeah. No. Yes? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that was against the males that day. So, uh, yeah, the way she hit the line at Gundagai last time... Suggest she's ready to perhaps put in a peak performance. Barrier six, hopefully midfield, no worse. The horse who can get back sometimes, but from uh, that gate, hopefully no worse than midfield. And Alicia finishing burst, but um, yeah, probably wasted too much time talking about it, to be honest. <laughs> there was a bit of uh, market support on that day when it beat uh, Mapmaker. That's right, yeah. Um, came sailing down the middle on, I can't remember if that was against the pattern of the day, but it, looked, it was certainly visually impressive too that day. All right, let's have a look at the last. Uh, it's a benchmark 78 uh, over 1,200 metres. And again, there's already been a few scratchings so far in this race. Uh, we've lost Onslaught, Irish Songs, Broken Arrow, it's, and Lillimore. So that leaves Big Parade's current market elect at $3.50. Mark Sheehan, uh, there looks to be a good amount of speed drawn out wide here. Yeah, well, Big Parade's got the blinkers off, but he'll, you'd, you'd think he'd have no other option but to, to roll forward here. Let it pour, and Ramstein have uh, got 11 and 12 as it stands uh, with the original barriers and Surreal Step 13, so all the speed does look to be wide. So they're probably going to cut along in the first uh, two furlongs at least, you'd think. I'm with uh, Dunbrody Power here. I was very impressed with her run at Kembler where she got into an awful spot and that early speed, uh, I think, will play into her hands. Hopefully, uh, she can be a little bit closer in the run than she was last start. I think she can be about midfield. And uh, she's got that uh, electrifying turn of foot the last 400 metres. So I think I thought she was a good bet here, number 10, Dunrody Power, putting in 12 Ramstein as the danger. 
Okay, very good. Mark Roden, to finish off the card at Rose Hill, have you found anything there? Uh, yeah, I had a bit of heartbreak with this horse last time out at Rose Hill, got the good early price and led for 1,299.75 metres of 1,300 uh, Ramstein, uh, named, I hope, after the great German metal band, Ramstein. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> be that as it may, uh, it, it was absolutely torched by uh, the apprentice on Vitesse that day. Uh, uh, Jay McDonald rode Ramstein that day, and it looked... He rode it with intent, but the apprentice just went berserk outside him on the test. They've gone far too hard. Incredibly brave effort to fight on. Um, I suppose you could be, have a little concern that that's flattened him. Um, but if it hasn't, I'm happy to go around again at $6. Um, big Parade went too hard, I would say, at Kembla in the blinkers, for sure. But um, I suppose his SP that day is keeping me... Keeping, him in at around the 350 mark here. Um, he was beaten a bit quickly for a horse that was meant to have that much on the field, despite the fact he did over race. But uh, I, I concede him a chance, but I wouldn't want to take that price. Uh, and then I've got a group of them. Uh, Dunbrody Power is one of them. Surreal Step is another. Um, don't know. Uh, Barry Eleven might be a bit of a problem for him because I don't think he'll be leading. And the one who always seems to go around perhaps over the odds, is above and beyond. A super honest horse, doesn't win out of turn, but um, trying to get a good run. Um, admittedly, he was suited uh, against Ramstein at Rose Hill last time and is dropping back 100 metres here, but I think at double-figure odds, he perhaps worth an each-way ticket. But I'll be um, chasing my losses on Ramstein here. Okay, very good. Uh, Mark Sheen, there's nine winners on face value at Rose Hill there on Saturday. Stand out as an early best bet? Uh, well, I think it can a bit. Well, these have been going like delays lately, so we'll see how we go. Uh, accountability, uh, race six, um, and uh, race two, I've got to stick with Ellsberg. Yeah. Um, so I went the other day, so I'm, I'm, I'm backing the two that I backed last start as well, so I'm sticking solid with them. Okay, I like it. I like that theory. Uh, I've done it quite a lot myself, actually. Um, Mark Roden, best bet on the card at this early stage. Yeah, I'll stick with Ramstein. At, uh, if not best bet, certainly the one I'm... It's the best bet at the price on the, on the card, I think. OK. Uh, now, in between uh, today and Rose Hill, we've got a Kenzo meeting there on Friday. Uh, Mark Sheen, have you had a look at Kensington at all? Yeah, I have a look at uh, Kensington. Um, another outstanding meeting. We had six, uh, six races yesterday at Gosford with about four in every race. Um, yeah. They're doing a great job. Um, look, there's been a lot of um, lightly raced horses and uh, and horses that have trialled well. I think Exo Boom in the third uh, trial particularly well. It is in on Saturday as well at uh, Newcastle, so I'm not sure where it'll go. But uh, and I thought uh, Tiny in the first. Uh, I don't believe is a short price favourite here, but. Uh, I would have beat the thing that ran second. It got uh, gapped yesterday, uh, Screeby, so might be a little bit skinny price there. So I'm going to back Tiny from Barry number one, just camp on its back, hopefully. Okay, I like it. $4.40 best available at the moment. Uh, Mark Roden, you'll obviously be providing your prices for uh, the mailbag app for Kenzo. Is there one that appeals at this stage? Uh, just at a bit of value in a race five, a um, bit of a ordinary old 1800 metre race. Uh, this is the race significance is actually in, uh, yeah. as Jewel accepted in, so subject to change. But I think um, it's going to end up over the odds anyway. Number four, Un-American, 
been racing really well uh, up at Newcastle prior to being completely unsuited and caught wide at Canterbury. So always happy to just completely forgive uh, Canterbury failures. Uh, drawn two. Uh, back to a much more suitable circuit. I think at around 9.50, if that price holds up, it's uh, not a bad bet. All right, beauty. Uh, we'll be back on Monday to talk about it. Rob Scurry should be joining us after his let-up last week. Uh, guys, go well on the punt, and we'll talk about it on Monday. All right, part two here on the Sydney preview show, and we're not talking anything Sydney whatsoever because we've got the other three members of various states and various abilities Joining us here at the Mailbag to preview a couple of races at Pakenham and then one at Doombin, I believe. So, Dickens, I'll start with you. What's happening at Pakenham? Uh, it's Pakenham Cup Day. Um, attempted to get on course. Gave him just a, just a cold call on the phone. Said, um, <laughs> G'day, uh, wondering if there'll be access for punters on Saturday and was just given a flat and real, this is a quote, nut. Good. That was it. So, I said, thank you. Goodbye. Uh, Mooney Valley, on the other hand, going out of their way to try and accommodate the on-course punter. So, appreciate the Valley. Um, not surprised by the others, though. Fair enough. It's a pretty difficult time for everyone down here. Curls, how are you? Really good, thanks, um, Jack. Just enjoying the 30, mid-30 degree days in Queensland the last week. It's good. It's 35 here today, isn't it, Josh? Uh, potentially. You I... haven't been outside, have you? <laughs> but like I'm in this I'm in this new house and like I'm on the fifty fourth floor it feels like and it's a fucking sauna in my in my uh study and I got outside yesterday, it was like a what was it, like eighteen, nineteen degrees? But yeah. it's like thirty five up here. It's just stinking. But it's good good for a sweat and the ponies. Yes, with your five minute Ks you've been rubbing in my face. Yeah, Jericho Cup twenty twenty one. Away we go. All right, let's start with Pakenham Race 7, the Pakenham Cup. Uh, Smallish field, pretty even market. You've got Attorney Force 480, then Knight's Order, Princess Journey, Credence, they're all thereabouts. Can you separate them, Dickens? Yeah, I, I think Princess Jenny's the most likely winner and probably starts favourite. They, they went up sort of a bigger price. Um, Barrier 10's a concern, but it's a really small field, so I don't think it's a major concern. Um, I think they'll come for it and he'll start favourite. Uh, I thought... I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I thought Scarlet Dreams maybe a bet here at 8.50. And the other horse that I will be backing and following my money with is number three, Hacky, who was pretty pretty poor last start, but we know has the ability to produce a big figure. And um, I'm not stacking, especially at $15. Josh, what do you think? Uh, I thought the price on Princess Jenny was weird. I don't like that it's uh, it's been freshened. Thirty seven, like thirty seven days off over this distance is tricky. She was a massive peak run, like she was super in the Bendigo Cup, which you know SP twenty six to one. Uh, beat Pondus, which we don't know what the form line was like, but I I can't possibly have a like a mare carrying sixty one with that freshen is just. I think it's poison. Brimham Rocks just keeps going around and probably plays again, but I can't possibly have it. it. Has to sort of produce new career numbers for me. Credence stinks of desperation with Blinkers first time. Blinkers back on. Sorry. Um, I, I think there's only. I, I actually think there's only just like it's just a bet for me. 
uh, attorney. Uh, I sort of liked it in the zipping classic. Uh, they went super, super slow, finished off super, obviously Scarlet Dream as well. Um, probably has some more fitness over, over things like Princess Jenny. Gets Nash on, who's riding down here for the summer, summer of Nash. Uh, so, yeah, I think Attorney's the bet for me. Um, Northwest Passage, potentially interesting, but, uh, yeah, I just thought that was the most interesting at odds. Um, but, yeah, probably just Attorney for me if I'm playing. What would you make a Knight's Order? Uh, interesting runner, sort of the market. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not sure what the stats are like on gay, gay dropping in distance. It's going to be a leader, so like Packenham. I don't know what usually Packenham Cup Day does, but if it's anything, and if it's a slowly run affair, which I don't think it will be a slowly run as a race like the Zipping, Zipping Classic, because our big Mike and Knight's Order should go forward. There should be some genuine speed in the race that'll run it at a more than very slow tempo. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought it was an interesting runner. I just can't. Yeah, I can't seem to to find it. Yeah, it's very it's sort of you know lightly raced, isn't it? I just found it hard to like. You can put a price on it, but you can't put a price on it with a lot of confidence. I thought. No. Interesting to note that earlier today, Princess Jenny was a late nomination for the Perth Cup. Wow. Oh, so that gets a little bit of lead in Josh's pencil. Is that a is that a quick backup? Wait, when's the when's the Perth Cup? Perth Cup is the second of January, I believe. Oh. Um, that's another. See, it's another. Like they'd have to have a run in between. Yeah. These fresh and these freshens are no good for staying. Oh, what I just think though, like Bright Oak, he's like a horse. He's proper horseman. There's no need to run in this like Packenham Cup unless the horse is right. Was my thinking. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. You just hope that it's still fit. She's still fit off a off a big run. Not for me. All right, very good. Kels, do you have anything in the Packenham Cup, or you like me and you couldn't give us stuff? A little bit like you, Bistol. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I'm not. Uh, I don't have my almanac. But does history suggest that it's a shithole graveyard anyway on this meeting? Yeah. Like, should I just be having $10 Betfair SP on everything, $100 and above? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I remember we backed um, Jungle Edge on a pack and cup down at Lost on a soft, soft seven. So <laughs> in, a, in a shit race. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's a lot of narrative around these, <laughs> these standalone Saturdays in the country, isn't there, around how it's a bookie's. Fill up Ballarat, Packenham, these sort of days. Yeah, it's fair. Um, yeah, but there's still there's still potential bets, you know, everywhere. Well, we we've been in four of the eight races at Cointon today. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I've got a story about that when we moved to Queensland. Do we have any Osborne runners at Cointon? Nah, I, yeah, back one in the last, they drifted and ran accordingly. Osborne. Mm. Mm. What about the, the, the chow train? Small oh. chan. Yeah. Wow. The chan. Did you say it, Cedar? No, I've been I've been I've had stuff to do today. Like I'm not so, sitting around so I back I back Gussie. <laughs> I back Gussie at nine AM and took two ninety. Went and did some gardening, talking curls, 
went and had a look, you know, half an hour out, Gutsy's out to four bucks, and Smiley Cans runners into like three dollar favourite. And then I check like ten minutes, like I'm going on oh, no. Because like Josh, remember like the sale thing that time? It was the biggest steamer of all time, and it just bolted. It just pissed in. And they go, oh yeah, and then Smiley, they cross the Smiley. Oh yeah, horse been working very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm better. Just like lays it down. Classic. Yeah. Who's in the ownership? Zelko Ranish or something? Like, come on, man. Anyway, um, it drifted late. Thank God, and Gutsy killed it. So. All right. Not enough train conductors hats there uh, on course there today. Um, race eight is the gold bullion, the gold bullion over fourteen hundred meters at Pakenham, which almost sounds like something that it shouldn't be. Anyway, um, Josh, I'll go to you first. Anything in race eight there at Pack? Uh, no, but I've just had a quick look, <laughs> so I had to jump back. You pick these races. <laughs> so I had to jump back. Got to jump back, but yeah, Kels is right. There's been uh, two years ago, uh, 2000, and, what is that, 17, 47 to 1, like a carousel one, that fair SP, and then last year, Edda James won at $72. Our big Mike, the year before last, so 2018, that was $13. And our big Mike's back again, and there's been support. I've seen early odds, but uh, yeah, flip a coin, could be back again, but sorry. Back to the gold bullion. Uh, yeah, I can't really. The Astralis is, is the one to beat. Probably hard to bet around. Uh, Galaxy Raider is flying. The horse that I thought I bought. Isn't that correct, Jack? <laughs> we bought. How's <laughs> he? How's little Paro somewhere? And he's bought one off Mitch Beer again. He's got like him and him and Matt, Matty Clark, the old man curls and and. Our man Jackson have got about sixteen horses all up with Mitch Beer. He thought he bought Galaxy Raider, and what did we buy? Global Sanction. Global Sanction. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually, it was our ticket to the Valley on Friday night. Mitch Beer, I saw put a sneaky nomination in. Did he? It's going to run against Night Witches. Night Witches would have dead set or maybe lapped it, <laughs> but we would have been in the Valley. <laughs> yeah, be a result. Bit of jump around. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're betting here? No. Uh, no, not a not a great, not confidently. I think Astrologist will win. I think $3 is good odds. Um, I, I thought I'd find like Ocular maybe or even Mosh, Mosh Music Fresh. I think the only other like sort of overs in the race is the three Galaxy Raider, who was pretty good 21 days ago. Um, I, I think suited to Pakenham, provided... It races has raced the last two or three times. Rail is off. They get off and they run on. That'll suit Galaxy Radar. It's a big long straight. Um, but I, I just think the Ashola just ticks every box. It's got the big figure. It's got the ST profile. Looks like a, almost a moral view. All right, good. Uh, Curls, what are we looking at at Doombin? Uh We have a group race on Saturday at yeah, Doombin. Yeah. yeah, true. Um, I think it's race eight. Sorry, I'm just I was flicking this into you boys there. Race eight. It's the the George, uh, the George Moore Stakes. Okay. So I took some. Um, just happened to be down the tab today. Something a little bit out of the ordinary on a Thursday. Not really. There's a couple of horses I got tipped at Kyneton from Jack. Um, what that 
whatever that thing was, gutsy. Gutsy. And then um, we had a bit of mail getting around for some shorty in the next race. But um, started with V. Anyway, so I've taken both of those, <laughs> both of those in a multi. This little bit of cash mold. He kept feeding a couple, few tickets through into race eight for Hard Empire, win and place. Oh. 6.50 and 2.50. Um, so I've got it going for a troop of monkeys. <laughs> so hoping for a result here. So this is, um, this is like the, the rematch or a barrel of monkeys. Um, this is like the rematch. Remember we spoke about Jonker winning uh, first up for Tony Gollan. Uh, reported off, enormous figure off the trial, off a big trial. Um, well found in the fixed odds market late in the day, so it's uh, it, it gets it's basically it was a similar field, but it um, you know, these are the sort of the best of the 1200 meter horses that we have in Queensland, and they fought out the, this week and then um, a couple of weeks' time in sort of into the magic millions is sort of the programming for these types of horses, so. We see Jonker here off a huge, off a huge uh, peak, or well, not a huge peak, but it was a peak uh, first up. Question is whether he can do it again. Look, he led from a wide gate, winning on debut, and was never getting beaten. Um, this is a little bit deeper race as far as uh, the speed is concerned. Early with horses like the Odyssey, drawn direct lie outside it. Um, you know, there could be a little good bit of speed here, and I think Hard Empire. Sort of Brad Stewart rode at last start. He kind of zigged when he could have zagged and just had to go back in between them rather than getting to the outside. At that stage of the race, Jonker was sort of off and gone. And if you watch the replay, you'll catch him steaming through late um, to just miss third. He's really well suited here. Jonker goes up in weight and obviously has to, you know, has to produce again second up, which, um, you know, you can often see horses sort of regress slightly second up off a big uh, first up run. So... Happy to side with Hard Empire here. Um, maps well. It's going to get its chance to, to get over him late. Um, sort of where my head's at. Stable, the Trent and Toby Edmund stable has... Uh, went, went, went well yesterday. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. airborne. Um, their, their statistics on Saturday metros have, uh, have really... Uh, on an upward swing and only uh, less than 10, nine wins, I think, behind Tony Gollan in the Metro Premiership. Having a great run and, you know, it's um, it always pays to to follow the, you know, to follow the, the winning runs for sure. Um, not always follow it, but you'd, be, you'd rather be on a winning run than a losing run when you're coming into, you know, backing a stable, obviously. So I think, I think those two can, uh, I think those two will be the hardest two to beat. And I th just think that there was a little bit too big a price discrepancy between them um, early on. And even today at 650 is still a bet. Uh, I think it starts $4 ish. And um, I think it'll be in the finish for sure. All right. Beauty. Guys, uh, good luck for the weekend punt. We'll be all around the joint with the mailbag as per usual. Ascot, Group 1, Kingston Town, classic. Who is that? I'm going to side with Too Close to Sun one more time. I think uh, Strong Horse on Speed. God, uh, it looked like the winner last start, didn't it? We were on, I yeah. know, but like it gave like those two good kicks of like a good hard leader, but yep. they kick like that when they hold on, and it's Pike. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'll follow it up. Um, Pike's horse is too short to me at the current quote, just given the fact that it has drawn 18 of 18 and will be probably last hunting for runs, and Watching that replay, geez, it um, 
it sort of bounded off one leg and cut through the field. I'm amazed the horse actually was able to do it. So yeah, some, something small and too close to sun. It's not a huge betting race. All right. Go to mailbag.com.au if you want to get on board with any of the faces that you've seen here throughout the show.